When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing, expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating, time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. Now, we talk an incredible amount of horseshit on this programme, <laughs> but amazingly, we've managed to get something right. For two or three weeks now, we have been predicting that Abramovich would be selling up Chelsea, and now he is! So I would like to give thanks uh, to the famous sloping pitches, Infinite Monkeys and their typewriters. <laughs> On the minus side, of course, our lucrative tie-in with Russia today has been shelved and our assets frozen. So business as usual, basically. Uh, there we go, yeah. Well, it was a week in which a United Nations resolution to condemn Russia for its invasion of Ukraine was vetoed by Russia. <laughs> and a 40-mile-long convoy of military vehicles is apparently inching its way towards Kiev. And yet, if you check the route on Google Maps, it says from Senkivka, the border incursion point, to yeah. the capital, should take four hours, 22 minutes. Fastest route, the usual traffic. Yeah. Little bit of orange, approaching Cherniev, apparently, but otherwise plain sailing. Do, do, do um, military convoys stop for lights and things like that? <laughs> I don't know. No, but they do clog up the road, yeah. surely to and God. And did they pop off at service stations <laughs> to get a, a boost? Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> anyway, it was also a week in which, a uh, bit of good news, Christian Eriksen made his comeback to football after his terrifying heart incident during the Euros. You'd call it heartwarming, except I'm not sure that's a good thing. But um, he came on as a sub for Brentford, didn't he? And he they said there that his uh, presence at the club could open doors, either a reference to the potential arrival of more top Scandinavian players or because his defibrillator interferes with the remote for the garage. <laughs> now, I've got to tell you, this is, obviously, you know me and technology, we're not, we're not comfy bedfellows. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're a little like Steve Martin and John Candy in Planes, Trains and Autobahn. Automobiles. Um, but this morning, because apparently you know about this. Yeah. You, you, That's you, not a pillow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your, your, your phone <laughs> learns what you're interested in, doesn't it? And yeah. tells you. For many, many years, my phone thought I was Scottish and kept telling me about the Highland League. But my number one <laughs> news topic this morning was Michael Fondop of Oldham's injury news. Oh, God, out for 10 weeks. Yeah, so clearly yeah. I am now officially an Oldham <sighs> fan, according to Google. He's played for 70 minutes across two games, scored two goals, looked like the business and and now out for 10 weeks. Yeah. Anyway. So Enemy in, action, do we think? Pardon? Enemy action? <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't see anything happening around his no, groin, no. except his own, you know, his own interference. Yeah, a little That's red stuff. light, maybe. Anyway, well, oh, well, Oh, well, yeah, maybe. But anyway, before we venture into the civilised debating chamber of the Premier League, where people apologise for their mistakes and pledge to be better in the future, let us first plunge headlong into the no-holds-barred pub brawl that is the bottom of the EFL, brandishing a leg ripped from a stool and screaming, not the face. Despite our now seven-game unbeaten run since the beginning of what everyone is now calling... The Shazerection! <laughs> Oldham still find themselves in the bottom two, which illustrates rather starkly how very far adrift we were when John Sheridan returned. We did briefly crawl out of the drop zone and above Carlisle last week, as I mentioned, but now they too have sacked their manager and embarked on a bit of a revival of their own, winning two games while we have scraped a couple of plucky away draws. 
They're coming to Boundary Park on Saturday, though, so we can still catch them. Absolutely. Still within reach. Mm. The first of those two draws was on Saturday at Colchester. They're spanking new ground, the Job Serve Community Stadium. Oh, what a great name. Inspiring name, isn't it? (laughs) And it was displaying a huge banner of support for Ukraine to the whole of the A12 as we we approach. Oldham took the lead through Davis Keeler Dunn, who's on a bit of a hot streak that ended on Tuesday, unfortunately, but still. And then uh, Colchester equalised in the second half, thanks to one of those crazy looping deflections that goes right up in the air. Paul Parker. Yeah, exactly. Like Parker and Chilton in in Italian 90. Drops in behind the stranded custodian who's uh, sobbing on his arse. I went to the game with my friend Tom, who's our guest today. No point in trying to keep it a secret. Well, no, people see who the guest is when they click, don't Mm, they? Anyway, Tom's a Sheffield Wednesday fan, and he and John Sheridan go way back, as he'll be able to tell us later on, explain to us later on. But long story short, we ended up in the director's box. Oh! Oldham Directors, it said on the door as we went in. And it really is... Uh, you, I know you've done this a lot more than I, but it really is the only way to live. <laughs> Sky Sports, bar, food, cheesy fries. Intentionally cheesy, not a horrible error. <laughs> Pot of coffee on the go. I mean, picture windows out onto the pitch. Yeah. Little cluster of seats just outside. No one there, just us. Mm-hmm. Uh, great view, level with the penalty area, so we could see exactly how far offside Davis Keeler Dunn was yeah. before he put the ball into the net. It was great. Well, yeah, and in my visits to uh, various boardrooms around the country also, usually a comfy chair to have a sleep in <laughs> yeah. and I don't know how I'm ever going to go back now to ordinary civilian football watching uh, I've been like, ruined like flying business class I've seen behind the curtain now you know thanks yeah. Tom thanks a lot yeah. anyway there are a couple of this is, I don't want to make fun of these guys there are a couple of lads in there with us young lads and they're just out of school really and they were very nice and I, you know I don't want to take the piss out of them but when they introduced themselves one of them said uh, yeah I'm the club secretary <laughs> <laughs> and the other one said yeah I'm the finance manager <laughs> And we thought, Tom and I thought, they were joking. Yeah, yeah. And el- my elder brother's the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how, you know, the, the cliche is, is that policemen look younger yeah, yeah, and younger. Yeah. Yeah. These lads, not old enough to be policemen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are moments, aren't there, in the life of a football supporter. I mean, first you're watching someone your own age playing for the yeah, team. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're older than all the players. Yeah. And then one day the manager is younger than you. Yeah. And the ref and the chairman. It was, a, it was a sad day for me when <laughs> William Hague became the Tory party leader and I was older than the Tory party. Yeah, well, it's a sad day for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, as, yeah <laughs> as it turned out. But on Saturday, I met the club secretary and the finance manager, and they were both younger than all three of my children. Oh, <laughs> And I've no doubt that they're capable and do a great job. And they were very likeable lads, even though one of them is actually a Tranmere fan. Um, but anyway, on Tuesday evening, we got a 2-2 draw away at Crawley. They don't really have swanky new executive boxes with cheesy fries, so I just didn't go. No. As I say, I'm ruined now. (laughs) One nil up, two one down, and two two is how it went. And apart from Carlisle, who won, and Barrow, who lost, all the other clubs in danger of the drop got a draw as well. So it's pretty much as you were. As you were. I was just going to say about the resurrection, which I've been thinking about a lot, clearly, as Google (laughs) knows. Um, You know, after the actual resurrection, it was about 150, 200 years before Christianity really took hold. Really took hold. Well, you know, I, I, I think getting... Getting above League Two is going to be is a long is a long. Okay, term plan. fair enough, fair enough. Fair Maybe one hundred and fifty-two. Yep. Okay, expelling. Anyway, so we should turn to um, sadly global events. I mean, football. It has to be said has responded strongly to events in the Ukraine. They've responded a lot. Well, they have. I mean, in in the way that people use football to express what they think about I mean you know obviously football has completely solved racism by that knee thing yeah it's completely solved now there's no there's no more racism and there's no more homophobia because of that rainbow laces thing yes you know football can do that that's the power that it has but football has has taken it uh, seriously supportive t-shirts you know badges flags banners standing ovations for Ukrainian players like Zinchenko and Mikolenko at the City Everton game at the weekend compassionate leave for Yarmolenko um, kind concern about Max Kilman of Wolves, who has a Russian father and a Ukrainian mother. Oh, good lord! And on the whole, little room for doubt that football people generally think that Putin is yeah, massively, I, unforgivably yeah, in the wrong. Yeah, and, and actually quite admirable, to be fair. Yeah, you know, really admirable. So. And I and I've got to say, I think that the whole racist, homophobic thing has opened the door for this to become more immediate. You mm. know, that football knows that it has some power and knows that that people will listen. It has and some power. I know. I yeah, agree yeah. with you. I'm not saying it has all the power. I'm anyway, just saying it has give some. 
given that football people have made their their feelings known, I mean, it's a pity, don't you think, that FIFA were unable to step up and provide a focus for the condemnation that the sport they're supposed to lead and represent was feeling so strongly. I mean, even UEFA, who are unimpressive in their own way, they were quick to announce that the Champions League final would be moved from St. Petersburg to Paris, and they reluctantly, and very reluctantly, you could feel the reluctance, uh, severed their incredibly lucrative link with Gazprom, the Russian fuel giant. But Infantino, Gianni Infantino, the mini blatter, meanwhile, Mm -hmm. possibly gazing sorrowfully at the medal of friendship that he got from Vladimir Putin while fondly remembering the two of them doing keepy-uppies together at the Kremlin, was really not keen to boot Russia out, was he? No, and it it really was so reprehensible. I mean, Lewandowski had come out on the Saturday, I think, saying that, you know, Poland would never play. And and you kind of feel that Infantino was forced into it because... Oh, he was was shamed into it. Well, because Poland, Sweden and the Czech Republic had all refused Mm. to play Russia. Well, Poland are playing Russia in the next game in the World Cup and the winners and the winners played um, Sweden or the Czech Republic so what was the point in saying they they could play you know and uh, his first response Infantino he just I don't know why he couldn't step up I just don't and Russia were told to complete their international fixtures in neutral territory under the name the Football Union of Russia yeah. without using the flag or the national anthem because those are the key things yeah, those don't. are the things that are really yeah, going to yeah. stick those, you can't have the national anthem you can't have no, the flag no. um, it's just staggeringly unimpressive isn't it yeah. I mean what neutral territory for one thing yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean there were due to play, play as you say against Poland who would want to host that Poland against Russia now you know yeah. North Korea possibly uh, well North Korea possibly they're not even in bloody Europe though are they I mean there were three three nations who voted who who, who abstained from the vote that Russia vetoed Mm -hmm. China you can't play there India you can't play there and the UAE you know it would have been there wouldn't it they'd have played it there yeah but you know, in a in a hypothetical world where this was all right, they'd yeah. have played it. But as, as you alluded to, of course, Infantino has a, a very strong relationship with Putin, and and, mm. and was very fulsome in his praise of the Russian World Cup. And there's lots of photographs that obviously have all come out now yeah, of yeah. him. So one of my favorite, there's one with him holding an umbrella for Putin. There's another one with <laughs> him talking to Putin, and Putin staring out at the game and clearly ignoring what yeah, he's yeah. saying. Well, and, it's and often then hard to tell what Infantino is saying because well, he's so far up his arse. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is that one, and then the third one with, with him um, fellating Putin but I've got a feeling that one may have been mocked up <laughs> but also was that the... just at a qualifier yeah, <laughs> yeah it yeah. wasn't at one of the big games <laughs> no, no, yeah. it was before awarding the World Cup to them um, he'd requested it um, yeah. he was during it, the bidding process yes it? exactly <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Infantino also his, one of his quotes was do not try to paint with the dark paint everything that comes from the east I've got to say that dark paint's out at the moment isn't it <laughs> really strongly and uh, yeah, it's it, Sorry, it's yeah. just so depressing to, yeah. to have invested emotionally so much over the years, as we have, yeah, yeah. in the game of football, that uh, that something that we feel attached to is so eager to allow morally bankrupt regimes to use it, to use the sport to rinse their reputations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and Infantino, if, he, if he'd... If he'd done nothing, it would have been better. If he'd yeah, done yeah. nothing yeah. and then banned, then banned Europe, uh, the, you know, 96 hours later. Yeah. But the thing, of, the thing about the neutral territories and the thing about the Football Union of Russia, I mean, just what? terrible. Absolutely. And we've talked about this thing. Of, you know, FIFA are in a really good position to do this because they are not supposedly a business. Mm. They are not tied to any particular country. They are in a position to take a moral stand. And I noticed that FIFA, the game... EA Sports oh, yeah, they, they banned yeah. Russia they <laughs> took all the Russian players out in, in quite a Soviet way like Trotsky being taken out of yeah, photographs yeah, they purged yeah, yeah and I'm just hoping that Risk is going to be next <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be no Russia in Risk that would be a fantastic oh, thing that, that, uh, that would make a mess of that episode of Seinfeld there, it would make a mess of that episode of Seinfeld which so I've other never sports seen. have been more impressive haven't they I, I like very much that the International Judo Ju- Federation yeah, yeah. suspended Vladimir Putin <laughs> yeah. as their honorary president yeah. and withdrew his honorary black belt <laughs> yeah. You could only hope that his honorary black trousers didn't fall down. <laughs> and you also, you, also, you also wonder if he's been banned from his local squash club as well. Um, but it, the whole thing, the whole thing, which I don't know where I heard this, but absolutely true. People talk about sport and politics not being linked. Well, it's so clear that Putin waited until the Winter Olympics had finished mm. before invading so as not to piss off the Chinese. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There, there is no doubt. Anyway, I think the bottom line is that um, Fantino isn't going to be marrying one of pussy riot any time oh, soon man and it, it's because 
Blatter before him and Infantino now, they see themselves. They see an equivalence between themselves and yeah, Putin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they have the budget of a of a medium sized country, mm-hmm. FIFA, and they like running it in an autocratic way. And it's an autocratic kleptocracy, like the so- like Russia is. Yeah. I mean, you said the Soviet Union, like <laughs> Russia is. And you know, so th- so there's a kinship there. You know, he's looking for tips. He's not looking to. Yeah, yeah. You know, strong, strong men making strong decisions. Yeah, exactly. Without being influenced by anybody else. The way that the way that Trump seems to like, you yeah. know, seems to like Putin because you know that's what he wants to be. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. absurd. But anyway, one of the big spin-offs that's really going to affect. Uh, the football over here is that uh, Roman Abramovich, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the owner of Chelsea since 2003, has has put the club up for sale. And the circumstances, obviously, of the the invasion of Ukraine are way outside and beyond what anyone could ever have foreseen as a possible ending for this story. Uh, Hence the astonishing details uh, that have come out in the last couple of days, that he will not be asking for a £1.5 billion loan to be repaid, which is astonishing. And it's astonishing that they're so far in hock to him. But that's, a, that's a colossal amount of money, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that he will donate all net proceeds. Not clear what those will, uh, how those will be calculated. No. But to the victims of the war in Ukraine. Yeah. No. I mean, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? For Roman Abramovich. Oh, it's been very interesting. I mean, the thing from Chelsea's point of view, obviously, the, the, the you know the future's up for grabs. I mean, one thing that it won't affect is the attendances, hmm. because Abramovich has only been to one game in the last three <laughs> years at Stamford Bridge. Although he was there last night, and he's got an entourage, hasn't he? No. Oh yeah, there'll be an entourage. The entourage go. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that might affect. But I imagine they get free ticket. I don't know how these things work, Chris. If you got in free at Colchester, yeah, right. I've, I've I don't been, know if we're on the thing. On, uh, on, on the list. All right, fair enough. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there have been calls, haven't there, since since the invasion of Ukraine for Abramovich to be sanctioned. Boris Johnson seemed a little reluctant to target Abramovich, uh, mumbling something about how he's already being sanctioned, apparently, yeah. uh, and which turned out not to be true. Yeah. Boris Johnson says thing not true. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, Abramovich himself, and uh, he's still not been sanctioned. And a lot of these oligarchs in, in Europe, had the EU have sanctioned yeah. uh, a lot of these oligarchs, but Brexit has turned out to be a blessing for Abramovich. sanctions meant approved of. It's it's one of those words, isn't is it? it? Like, like cleaved, fla- like flammable. Yeah, yeah, that will do. That will do both. Yeah, that will okay. spin both but, ways. But it said in it said in the paper, one of the papers this morning, that uh, one of the reasons that Johnson hadn't sanctioned whatever it may mean, <laughs> Abramovich, um, was because he was worried about a backlash from Chelsea supporters. And you think, hold on, this is a decision to do with a war, yeah. and you're worried about it's the not backlash to do with a from David Baddiel coming round and banging on your door and going, yeah. Boris! From Tim Lovejoy <laughs> throwing stones at your window. Yeah, yeah. Friends yeah. of the show, of course. Friends yeah. of the show. <laughs> well, yeah, and so Abramovich began, obviously, sort of divesting himself of his of his uh, properties in, in London, and Chelsea, by far the most interesting and most lucrative of those but uh, he began by announcing that he was handing stewardship and care of the club to its charitable yeah. foundation which seemed to me to be news to its charitable well, foundation well it definitely was you know, it's like they were hearing about it at the same time as everyone else yeah yeah well it moved fairly quickly this story didn't it, it from, did, from yeah, one yeah. Uh, revelation and then that revelation being superseded by another further revelation yeah. well doesn't it feel a lot like the, the charitable foundation thing doesn't it feel like a lot like the sort of thing rich blokes know how to do in order to avoid consequences or tax or things like moving money to offshore accounts kind of thing. It we'll we'll like bung that. it to the charity and then, you know, well, it's untouchable. You know that finance is my first love, but <laughs> even I'm not entirely sure how that works. <laughs> you have so many first I loves. do. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not often you, that you turn to Gary Neville for the best way to describe something, but he called this a hospital pass, which I think is just <laughs> about right, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not at all clear whether the rules of running a charity would even have allowed this. Mm. And the Charity Commission looking into... Actually, as, as you said, this word works both ways looking into whether they could sanction it there you go you, you know, see so then he'd be yeah. sanctioned in order to avoid sanctioning yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i mean he was uh, abramovich also an interesting week because <laughs> he's such a he's such a sort of shadowy figure isn't he because yeah, he never yeah. does he hasn't done any interviews in 19 years in charge of chelsea he's never done a press conference never done a an no. interview um so you know people assume his motives people assume his love for the club they assume from yeah. his actions what he what he G- thinks of things but he was offered the chance to rinse his reputation a little when ukraine asked him to participate in talks yeah. to reach a peaceful resolution to the crisis and he has some ties to ukraine i think he's very sympathetic yes, to yeah, ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was very keen on shevchenko wasn't he for a long while yes, he was. forced 
Shevchenko on Chelsea, yes. in fact. But uh, and he was supposedly at these talks, but not in any of the pictures. No, apparently. And he and also he used the word war, didn't he? Which is uh, which is a step forward for him because obviously it's meant to be an incursion or a you know a peacekeeping exercise or a whatever. Well, yeah, depending on how you how you want to spin it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. wondering if maybe Abramovich, the reason he hasn't done a press conference in those 19 years is he's got a really really high pitched voice. <laughs> he's like Alan Ball. Yeah, yeah. So good to be Sally. Very pleased to win the club world cup. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Riviet. <laughs> it's a war. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the papers just the last couple of days, these uh, various billionaires have come out and they're claiming that they've been offered the chance to yes. buy Chelsea, and, yep. uh, and some of them are trying yep. to team up. One of them, I think, is a part owner of the LA Dodgers. Yes, and another is like an 86-year-old Swiss billionaire, who yeah. you always you always wonder where that money comes from. But, but there the, must uh, be something about the LA Dodgers and the draft, mustn't there? There yeah, must be something yeah. in there. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, the, uh, it begs the question: What? I mean, just from a football point of view, obviously setting aside for a moment all the terrible things that are happening in uh, in Ukraine itself, uh, from a football point of view, if you're a Chelsea fan. You mm-hmm. must be thinking that Abramovich going, obviously they will all wish him well, obviously, as as, as we do. But um, it must uh, throw up the prospect of the character of the club changing. Yeah. I mean, you know, just just you know, the, the the business of this debt for a start, this one and a half billion pounds. You know, no no other club since the, since the start of the Premiership, since football history began, yes. have lost as much money as Chelsea. The, yeah. It's a massive loss leading enterprise yes. for, for Abramovich, and he's been pumping money into them, and they owe him, which he's not going to call in apparently, one and a half billion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, even if you even if some, another billionaire comes in and starts at zero. Operating in the same way is is sooner sooner rather than later going to cost them a billion pounds, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, the thing, interesting thing is, I mean, we'll have to move on from this, but uh, that Chelsea, by having the transfer embargo put upon them, then won more stuff with all the youngsters. So, yeah. in fact, they've, they've kind of. On my picture of a Chelsea fan at the moment is of Aladdin holding the lamp, having had his three wishes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, I've just got a lamp now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what we need is a shake, though. They'll be saying, well, that's yeah, what we need. Yeah. Is well, you know, Tim, we spoke to Tim, didn't we? Tim Lovejoy about the uh, Chelsea, uh, the period where um, where they had that embargo, and it was bringing in Mason Mount and Fiaco Tomori Marie, and, yeah. you know, and these players, and that was his favourite period of the Abramovich era yeah. because you know it felt like the, the, and Rhys James club, and all. yeah 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 absolutely well, anyway that's enough of Chelsea let's talk about a time 50 years ago when Chelsea lost oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. I mean before <laughs> we get to the Carabao Cup final that happened at the weekend yeah. let's just take a moment to note that tomorrow actually today when this goes out yes is the 50th anniversary of the 1972 league cup final indeed um no sponsorship back then not even milk <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, for people who haven't ha- haven't had the uh, haven't caught this going by um <laughs> your um your sound check mantra Yes. Is the is the Stoke winning team from the nineteen seventy two League Cup final, which is Banks, Marsh, Pedrick, Bernard Smith, Blore, Conroy, Greenoff, Richie Dobing, Easton, Scott Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So tell us a little bit well, about. You know, all right, I was trying, I was trying to think about this, and of course, I was I was nine years of age when yeah. I went to the game. I'd never been to London before, and strangely enough, most most of my memories. Well, I've got a few, but 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 none of them are about the game at all. Okay, the first one, the my first memory was coming off the M6 and driving into London and I'd never seen like private flats before uh-huh. so they've got this just quite large building enormous building yeah. about four stories high yeah. in, in a mock Tudor I know what you mean style. coming, up, coming yeah. on to Finchley coming Road coming on to Finchley Road yeah. and I know there was my mum told me I asked my mum if that's where Bobby Moore lived <laughs> <laughs> that was the sum of my imagination at the time but brilliantly my mum also has a funny story which is my dad said well it's Thursday you know if you want we could, we could go into central London and do some shopping and my mother had gone don't be sick Silly, it's half day closing. <laughs> when did you come down on a Thursday? For yeah, the... because my sister was down at college here. They never visited her, but she was oh, at college here okay. doing dancing. Um, and the other thing I remember. You must have been so proud. <laughs> so proud, yeah. Yeah, most it was you know, dancing with big. Okay, very quickly, the only other thing I remember, which I just thought, when I look back on it, it's so funny. Coming out of the ground and my dad going, now hold on, hold on, hold on, leaning on a wall and writing on the programme. 
2-1 Conroy and Eastham like we were going to forget <laughs> League Cup final and he had to write down the score on the programme right yeah. well we I'm only sorry we started this show too late to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Ford Sporting League in 1970-71 which, uh, which Oldham won uh, which had a monthly prize and then a season prize and it was calculated by uh, a, a point for home goals two points for away goals and then uh, bookings and settings play. Yeah, 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 yeah. and Oldham won all the monthly prizes and the season prize and then Ford decided they weren't going to sponsor it anymore because yeah. they thought they'd had the chance to meet Don Revy or, or Brian Clough yeah. but still. So the Carabao Cup which Very is quickly. what the League Cup yeah. is now yeah. over for another season. I still don't know whether I've ever drunk, eaten or driven a Carabao it's got horns, that's all I know yeah. um, at this final on Sunday Liverpool and Chelsea played out a thrilling VAR all draw and yeah. uh, they oh VAR, they let Joel Matip celebrate for such a long time. I know, that was upsetting. Yeah, it, was just, it was a good game though, it was a good game it and, a good and game. just made all the best by Kepa Arizabalaga. Oh, that whole <laughs> the Arizabalaga saga. Yeah. Well, because, because <laughs> in effect he'd spent the last half an hour of League Cup finals facing 17 penalties, yes. of which um, he'd saved one and missed one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is very, very pleasing. Well, it was, it, it was an old masterstroke, wasn't it? And they did it before in the Super Cup against Villarreal, didn't it? And it worked out. Yes. But Mendy looks like a tremendous goalkeeper. He does. He's a very, very good goalkeeper. And there were, there was no end of penalty shootouts in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and it, it's interesting when that sort of thing comes off. We're like Tim Krul in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, once it once they decided to put Kepper on, and you could see him putting his gloves on and stuff, and once he was out there, he seemed determined to demonstrate that he had all the tricks, didn't he? The eyeballing from four yeah, feet yeah, away, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Ref- the walking very slowly back to the line, yeah, yeah. and and the standing off centre for Virgil Van Dijk. Did you see that? He was yes. standing off centre, yeah, yeah, yeah. saying, "Aim it at this big bit here," and. Yeah, and yeah. Van Dyke aimed it at the little bit and kicked it really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like he was trying so hard to be the expert. Yeah. And then when it came to his kick, he launched it into space launched as into if space. he was a latter-day Chris Waddle. Yeah. And so Liverpool won. And, and just to go to the other side of the city, or the other side of Stanley Park, actually, yes. I love the fact that uh, Frank Lampard had, uh, demanded an apology from the <laughs> FA. Well, surely uh, football fans everywhere allowed themselves a little smirk, yeah. uh, hearing that Lampard was demanding an apology. And, yeah. and then he got one. Yeah. But, but what's I mean, yes, he did a ridiculous thing. So you you just imagine that Chris Kavanagh, who was the VAR yeah. bloke, is called in like a like a child that's put a window through with his casey, <laughs> and he's he has to be sent down. Now you've got to go down to Mr. Lampard's house with the other boys, yeah. the ref and the other two assistants. You've got to apologise, and then maybe as a gesture of goodwill, offer to wash Mrs. Lampard's car. <laughs> Well, I think it's telling that there were, the apology was from uh, Mike Riley, the uh, the referee's chief, yeah. and not from Paul Tierney, who was the ref. Yep. Who, who, or, or Chris Kavanagh. Or Chris Kavanagh, who was the VAR. Yeah. And that neither of them have been sanctioned at all. You know, Kavanagh was refereeing the Burnley-Leicester game uh, just the other night. And Tierney is the one that has had a run-in with Klopp yeah, over, yeah. The, over the, uh, the Spurs game, not sending Harry Kane off. And Klopp, apparently after that game, said, uh, I don't have any problem with referees, only you. <laughs> you know, and yeah. up to Christmas, this is a stat that I found, up to Christmas, Tierney refereed 15% of Liverpool's games and had issued 40% of the red and yellow cards that they'd well, got. Yeah. So, and, and he, he looks like a bloke with a, with a bit of an issue with, yeah. with Liverpool. Yeah, he does. And, you know, and I think he should be, he should at the, at the very least be prevented from taking any games that affect the top two from now on. Absolutely. And, it, and, and talking of, of, um, uh, of statistics and, and facts, mm. I'd like to give you my fact of the week before go we, we go into the break, uh, which is after Rangers won against, okay. against Dortmund, the commentator said, well, what a victory for Rangers. Rangers become the first side to score six goals against Dortmund in a two-legged tie since Monaco in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, he's, he's obviously uh, spent a lot of time uh, working on that. And we had just, just quickly the FA Cup yep. this way. And we had for the first time the, the games, I think it's the first time, is it? The games being on the, in midweek and spread. Yeah, quite interesting. Like spread. a little mini tournament. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, doesn't it just sort of dilute the up for the cup weekend? That feeling, yeah, a it bit. does a little bit because you know we've seen six of the games, but Everton, Boreham Wood hasn't happened yet as we're speaking. Yeah, Forest Huddersfield isn't until Monday, and I just wonder what's the you know what's the reason for why do you change these things to make room for Qatar to make room for the COVID thing? I don't, I've, I don't no know, I don't I've no idea. I've no idea. Why you know the, uh, Hassenhutel, Ralph Hassenhutel last night said 
the ball in the cup is lighter, and that's why you can shoot from outside the box. The ball in the cup is lighter? Is that right? What's the bloody point of that? The ball in the cup was a little game you played to stop yourself getting bored. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so just the last thing, the, the Liverpool-Norwich game last night was the marginal games derby. It I don't was. know if you realise that. Yeah. Uh, Norwich's Soccerbot 360 versus Liverpool's Neuro 11. Which I've read as Neural. Neural. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a, a sleeping um, yes. medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But no, it's a German mind control programme. Yeah, no. um, credited with improving the mentality of the Liverpool players before the penalty shootout, where they scored all 11. It's lucky it didn't go one more. They'd have had to spend the extra dosh to get the Neuro 12. Yeah. Wouldn't they, that? So, Neuro 11 just sounds like the operating system for the Soccerbot 360. It does, it does, it does. Yeah, that's but, the problem. Make your Neuro Euro 11's corrupted. No wonder your soccer bot's playing up. You yeah. need to reboot the whole thing. Well, well, you know, we'll have to come back to Bielsa uh, next weekend, and of course, well, also. Yeah, no, but, I, mean, I was feeling a little bit bad about Bielsa because he was going on at him, snatching yeah. down his his coat, and then they go in a sack. It's just a massive overreaction. That's yeah, all you, I would have thought so too. Um, we can also <laughs> come back to the fact that Birmingham um, rechristened themselves as um, a, a small Heath at the weekend to, se- to celebrate Peaky Blinders coming back onto telly. So. So there you go. That's something to talk about next week. Oh, that doesn't work chronologically. Uh, it does doesn't it? work at all. In any sense. No. Let's no. take a break. Okay. Our guest today is one of those very fortunate people who actually shares a name with one of his club's heroes. Here's a clue. It's not Baffertimby Gomez or indeed <laughs> Stefan Kuntz. He's, <laughs> he's an actor who's gone from domestic <laughs> to international fame from Coronation Street to the Murdoch Mysteries he's no mean player either he's Sheffield Wednesday's the other Tommy Craig how are you doing lads <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me Where you, I've never asked you that were you named for Tommy Craig because you'd be right, nearly the right generation as an actor was a name for Tommy Craig oh, you, you, no so, my real name's Craig Thompson oh right so yeah. did you name yourself Tommy Craig after the player when I did my first ever acting job in Swindon TIE in 1988 I applied to equity and they said you can't have your own name and I thought and I've never come across the Craig Thompson ever since uh-huh. so I think they got me mixed up my own application and uh, I spent a week you do this thing where you spend a week writing down and I've got a cousin called Brock and he's the only Brock that I know in England and I thought Brock Thompson that sounds great (laughs) (laughs) and my cousin's called Brock Thompson and 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 then I thought Mitch Mitch Thompson (laughs) and then I thought everybody calls me Tom Tommy because of my surname's Thompson so I just flipped it to Tommy Craig Thomas Craig and I thought Tommy Craig played for Wednesday brilliant yeah 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 have you ever met like a you know a footballer from that era and go I'm Tommy Craig no you're not yes yeah when I was on Corrie a couple of times, yeah. yeah. And I've met Tommy Craig twice, the yeah. real Tommy Craig. He's yeah, a lovely yeah. fella. He's a manager, isn't he? He, he was coach at Celtic and Newcastle. He? Yeah, he's a well-respected coach. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. of course, uh, also bubblegum card. Very well-respected bubblegum card <laughs> in his day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, you're, you're on a bit of a football jag at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I've been home from Canada for three weeks and I've been to a few games... I, Chris, you were mentioning we went to Colchester. We did. The day after I went to West Ham, Wolves with my pal got me a ticket and then two nights ago I was in Sheffield watching Wednesday against Burton. And Wednesday are starting to look like they might be making a little change. Are they going to be that club that comes on the outside? I think we might be. We've won seven out of our last eight and the only game we lost to was Rotherham who were top of the league and we should have beat them but unfortunately they had two shots, two goals and we had, I don't know how many shots. Oh man, I saw that that game. Yeah, we should have won. It was was back to the wall from Rotherham, wasn't it? Yeah. And Barry Bannon was playing, wasn't he? I remember he was... Barry Bannon plays every week, Chris. You say it as though that's a... I don't watch it That's a surprise. Barry Bannon. I don't watch every week. <laughs> I'm just remembering watching that game. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Bannon is like the Scottish. He was he was billed as the Scottish Messi years ago, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a great and, player and, in that division. And anybody who plays against Wednesday, Barry Bannon is also the, the thorn in their side. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, right, yeah. certainly scored a lot of late goals against. And, and losing to Rotherham, you know, that's entirely fair because Rotherham have by law to go back up every time they get relegated. Well, they don't are. They? They're a bit of a yo-yo club, aren't they? Yeah, they're the West Brom of the yeah. Premier of the division of the, of the, of the division of the, the Gulf below. below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, finding yourself, and heaven knows, as Oldham and Stoke fans, we know exactly how this feels. You know, you have a taste of the top flight sometime for a very long time. But Wednesday, you're a big club. Uh, Yeah, yes, don't, because. (laughs) Wednesday, you're a big club, Nick. Yeah. And next week's guest uh, will be somebody. (laughs) Hello, the 1930s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Yes, indeed. Um, um, (laughs) uh, But we're all used to it. It's happened to all of us. 
yeah. that you you know you dipped down. I mean, Wednesday were in the were in the third tier in the early seventies. Seventies, yeah, 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 yeah. The whole seventies, uh, the whole of the seventies. Yeah, 70s. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dean yeah. Villa were in the third tier then. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm just back in the days when you had the blue Arsenal strip, the blue. Yeah, the blue that was the sixties. That was the, the mid late sixties. Yeah, yeah. Well, sixty six FA Cup final was probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that old. No, no, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you were. It's probably the start of that particular decline. Yeah. But but that that whole. I mean, you were very unlucky to get go down anyway because of all the financial shenanigans and all of that business. And then that final game, you played Derby. Didn't Derby, you? yeah. In in the very last game, and it was. I mean, it was a massive. massive I, w- game. I was watching that in Canada, and they had it on a, a Canadian channel, and I had all my pals in my house that like I don't know. Seven eight o'clock in the morning because it was a twelve o'clock kickoff here. Yeah. Like loads of English lads who were neutral to it all, but a lot of Canadian lads were into football. And for the neutral, it was one of the best games you've ever seen. But yeah. unfortunately, we, we unfortunately went. You're not. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not. No, no. no, no, no. Uh, yeah. So you you watch you're able to watch English football in, in oh in, yeah in, in Canada Canada, Canada quite, yeah loads of easily, bars yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you've been in Canada what for most like seven eight months a year for for the last fifteen, like years. 15 years yeah six months yeah. a year. God, really? I mean, I miss, I miss yeah. the cricket, Chris. You I miss well, the you're cricket. hardly ever available. I I'll always give you a game if I've got one. <laughs> but you say, you say you can get a hold of football. Do, do, can you get a hold of cricket? I suppose you can by satellite. Not, well, I've, I've become more inclined to watch baseball. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. a big baseball and- fan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The only other person. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so- no, no, no. Let's move back a little bit. Little Tommy Thompson yeah. from Sheffield. Base cunting ball. Hey, oh, can you swear? Easy now. Can Base swear? bloody ball. Yeah, I, I watch the Blue Jays. I'm a Blue Jays fan. The only p- other person I know on in the media who talks about baseball is Colin, uh, the Irish kid. Murray. Colin Murray's a Colin Blue Murray. Jays fan. He's a Blue oh, Jays fan. Yeah, he talks about the Blue Jays. Well, I remember when uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, you, Tom was kind enough to lend me his house in Toronto when I was there with my <laughs> boys, and he'd gone. He was away for a week, and as it happens, it'd be nice if you'd been there. But <laughs> yeah. you know, so we had this. So we would we turned up. We're following the the sat nav in the higher car and. Stuff. And you come down this street, and there's there's a lovely Great Lake, Ontario, at the bottom. Is it the bottom of my street? At Fifty yards from where I live. Yeah, yeah. Street, and the, that that little beach club with the netball. Barmy Beach Club, where I play beach volleyball. Yeah. We're coming, <laughs> so <laughs> we're coming down this street, and they're all lovely houses, all different, yeah. aren't they? All, but it's not easy to see what the numbers are. Yeah. And my boys are looking at. We're going, which one is it? Which one is it? And then we came to one. And there's a balcony on the front, and it's got a Sheffield Wednesday towel. Towel. Hanging down down the front. Front. <laughs> I went. I think it'll be that one. <laughs> and we got there. And within yep. 10 minutes, I'd change the Chef Ch- Wednesday towel for the Oldham towel, oh, which, oh, oh, oh. which greatly amused your, your neighbours. Yeah, Scottish my neighbours are always like, fans. oh, we know Tom's on when the towel's hanging. When the towel's yeah. hanging. It's a bit like the Royal Family bit. So if you miss out in the playoffs, you're going to hang it at half mast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Tommy Craig Royal Ensign. Royal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I was interested that, because uh, uh, we were talking about it on Saturday, that you were going to West Ham on Sunday, yeah. going to see the Hammers. And of course, when you were in Coronation Street, it was a hammer that did for you, wasn't it? I was wondering whether that was going to be traumatic. <laughs> For you, yeah. A tool, a yes. Tool, it was yeah. a wrench. Yeah, yeah. it was oh, a it was plastic a wrench. wrench which oh, hurt. Right. Oh, did it? They replaced the metal wrench for the plastic wrench, but it still hurt when yeah. she hit me on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were yeah killed on Coronation Street. Yeah, because yeah. everyone else I knew was on Coronation Street was jilted at the altar. You got a bit of a bad deal. <laughs> I was the I was the hundredth death they had on Coronation were you? Street. Yeah. Hey, yeah. how about? Do you get a little shirt with a hundred printed underneath the Coronation Street ensign, whatever it's in? Well, no. This brings me to because I know I know that you you played in the John. Sheridan testimonial game at Boundary Park. I did, yes. Um, as a as a celebrity Sheffield Wednesday fan stroke player. Yeah, I, well, and I got to know the, the lads from that era. I know Chris Waddle and yeah, yeah. Shez and Shez. Uh, yes, yeah, I call him Shez. Yes, yeah. We all call him Shez yeah. now. And Hursty. Yeah, Hursty, yeah. <laughs> and Phil King, Kingy. Kingy Hursty. Yeah, so yeah, I know yeah. a few of that. Era. Yeah, no, it's great. And um, a friend of mine was at the at the Sheridan testimonial. Oh, and he yeah, said, and you said you didn't. You I don't didn't remember. Hear this, no, I was, I was focused on the game. But, Sure, Tom yeah. comes on uh, in the second half he's, and uh, he's replacing Chris Waddle. Yeah, great moment, <laughs> you know. And the Tano, the Tano is terrible at Oldham. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that you didn't hear it. But Paul, you know our friend Paul, yeah, yeah. his brother was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Tano went <laughs> replacing number eleven, Chris Waddle, number seventeen, dead Tommy off of Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> Even remember that. That's fantastic. I was yeah. showing them focused. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, Carl Palmer was drunk as a skunk. 
Was he? Yeah, he was very funny. Like he was Shez's testimonial, and Palmer t- Carlton t- Carlton turned up, and he was oh, he was amateur. I think he stopped drinking now. Good lad. Yeah, <laughs> and driving. Hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, do you, I mean, I, I, I don't. Chris does. Do you still play? I don't. I play beach volleyball at the yeah, Barmy well, Beach Club. I've yeah. written that down, by the yeah, way. The beach no, volleyball. I've, I've, stopped, I've stopped playing uh, football about nine years ago. Yeah. A tidy right. player, I have to say. Oh, Very tidy well, player. Well, you, you were in, weren't you, that Sky Show? That Was it called The Match? The Match. Was it called yeah, the Match? Yeah, there were like three series of you know, celebrities off soaps and, yes, and, yes. Uh, and Ralph Little, whatever he was off. Well, and... Uh, <laughs> And our friend Rocky played. Rocky and, played. And uh, it was was it Graham Taylor was the Graham game. Taylor was our oh, manager. Right. And yeah. it was one of these uh, you know uh, one player gets dropped every week, don't they? Kind of yeah. Kind the premise. Oh, yeah, it was like a, it was a reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the premise was that we had twenty players in the in the cast in the squad, hmm. and Graham would put three players up each night for eviction. Right. And the public would vote a player off. So oh. at the end of the week, we had fifteen players, and we had Mark Bosnich was our goalkeeper, but everybody else was a uh, up for grabs. Yeah, was Mark Bosnich first out? No. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. No, but what what was funny? Our, our other backup goalie was Terry Alderton, the oh, comedian yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah, South, South End, End fan. fan. Yeah, and Terry was rubbish all week in training. <laughs> rubbish, rubbish. And on the night of the game, Bosnich pulled his grain after twenty minutes and went off. And the whole team, we were like, looked at one and thought, "Oh my god, we're going to get hammered." Terry Alderton had the best night of his life. He made unbelievable saves, yeah. unbelievable, and he'd been rubbish he, all week. He was a proper keeper, wasn't he, Terry? I think as a youngster, no, not at that. Not well, you not know at that point. To, to at be that fair, point, we'd watched him for a week, and he yeah. was not a keeper. But suddenly, yeah. well, to I, be fair, the amount of actors I've met who've gone, yeah, I was on so and so's books. You was a fox in the box, Nick. I was a fox in the box. Never mind all that. Never I, mind I all that. I think the position that I always used to uh, fill was liability. That was a liability. <laughs> but no, I remember seeing when that was, and that must have been what? That was 2004. Ago, so, 2000, more than that, yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember at the time, I don't know if Wednesday and Oldham were in the same division around about that time, but I remember looking at a Sheffield Wednesday forum before a, before a game. Yeah. And seeing they were very, very uh, disappointed with their current centre backs. And what, and someone had written, we should get that Tommy Craig off the match. <laughs> He's a Wednesday fan. <laughs> I was so 41 at the so, time. Someone watching it thought you were better than the Sheffield Wednesday oh, centre backs. I don't know who that would have been. So, who were the first people to kicked off? Who were the first people? Kicked off. Who was dropped? Oh, uh, gosh. I can't even... Oh, you've put me right on the spot there. You should have asked me that earlier. Well, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Now, it was pop stars, mainly pop stars. Oh, was it? A few pop um, stars. And also friends of pop stars. Wasn't friends, of pop friends of pop stars. Of no, was Johnny, jo- Johnny Wilkes was a fair player to be Yeah, Johnny Wilkes. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, was the cap- he was the skipper. Because yeah. we had Alex Stewart playing alongside me at the back, who everybody thought should have been the skipper, yeah. but Johnny Wilkes was the skipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Johnny's from Stoke, of course. So yes. Why, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, I was going to ask you a bit about Canada, because, of course, Canada are looking odds-on, or have they already qualified I for the World Cup? I think they're more or less. More or less, they? yeah. yeah. They've got yeah. three games left, and I think they just need a win and a draw. Because they yeah. only need to finish in the top three as well, don't yeah. they? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and is that a cause of excitement in Canada, or indifference? Kind of, no, not yet. No. It, 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 the, the ice hockey community in Canada just look on football fans as just... Look down upon us. Is it, is it still? Is it, is, can I have the same soccer mum thing that, uh, the, that the US has? That, I the, guess the, they do, but. Do, so is it a, like a, a participation sport rather than a spectator sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a niche, it's a niche, but I think once Canada gets to the World Cup and if they have a really good result against a mid ranking yeah. country, the, it will take off then. Because well, they're be, really good. They're it's going to be good. interesting because, of course, the World Cup's in Qatar, and as yeah. we well know, as we've established, <laughs> Canada's main uh, system of playing seems to be to encourage South and sorry Central American teams to have to play as far north as possible. <laughs> as cold in as the, in the, in yeah. the cold. It's been their tactic this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they played, so, uh, they played uh, Mexico in Edmonton yeah. in November. And yeah. did you see the guy jump into the snowbank? <laughs> no, we didn't no, see no, that. no, it's, it's called. In Canada, in, when sporting moments, they call them heritage moments. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, do so they beat Mexico, and one of the lads jumped into a snowbank, and it's a Canadian heritage moment. Oh, how about <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because it, it was, a, it was uh, I read about it being a tactic that they, they, they that 
in previous years they've played games against like Honduras and yeah, Caribbean yeah. countries yeah. in indoors in Vancouver in the indoor yeah. stadium. Yeah. But it's out of out of like the Canadian politeness. You know? yeah, yeah, and then they've got hammered. But then they've got hammered. But then now they thought, well, fuck. No, they've got a good team. And they're going to get a shot when they get to Qatar, then, aren't they? Well, they are. I don't know if there's going to be transferable skills, but some of the some of the players. It was it Honduras who played. Some of the players didn't want to come out at half. No, they said a couple of the Mexican players got hypothermia at half time. Yeah, in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the reverse is obviously true as well. You know, well, they take Canada to hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, do you go living in Toronto? You go and see Toronto from time to time. You go and see Toronto. TFC. Yeah. Yep. I see. I watched TFC. They've got. I was there the first year that they got a team in the MLS, and everybody bought tickets because Beckham had just gone to the Galaxy, and everybody thought Beckham never actually played in Toronto. Whenever they played the Galaxy, he was always injured or missing. So I think when I was there, the the one the one game that was on when me and my sons were there was against Los Angeles, not the Galaxy, but oh the other yeah that Carlos Vela was playing for. Yeah. Was Altidore the Toronto players? Yeah, Altidore had a great career. They did quite well, didn't they? Yeah, they won it about four years ago. They won the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was one of the right. Was Bradley Wright Phillips there? No, he plays for Red Bulls. Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Now another football related thing I wanted to ask you about is. Um, many years ago, many years ago now, driving down the motorway on the car radio, uh, the uh, <laughs> news reader suddenly goes, Coronation Street actor Thomas Craig. And I thought, shit, Tom's dead. And I had, I had, I had a, 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 like a, a quarter of a second of the most terrible sort of adrenaline burst. Yeah. And, and it, then it went, has been arrested for a fray. <laughs> no, and it was no. so it was so mournful, you know, it was just yeah, the, yeah. it was just the announcing a death voice he'd put on. I yeah. got nicked at Ipswich about six months after I'd been on Corrie. Oh no. And it wasn't actually football related, it was the Friday night before the game and we got involved. There's about fourteen of us we got involved and I got nicked. <laughs> but when I went to court, there was a court report and, and I was in court an Ipswich Crown Court in a suit and tie looking like respectable and everybody else had baseball caps and tattoos so I stood out like a sore thumb and the the court reporter clocked me off from Corrie and the headline in the sun was we can reveal that Corrie's Tommy is a football hooligan oh no (laughs) we can reveal reveal. I was on page nine But yeah, Chris told me that he said he, it sounded like you were going to be announced. Oh, I know, no, just the voice. You know, yeah, just, yeah. The, just oh, to yeah. go back to Sheffield Wednesday. Then, just uh, you, 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 what first took you there? Presumably, your dad or your family or your uncle or somebody. Yeah, just usually like, what it is. And who were your first heroes? Well, it was my dad and my granddad. We were all they were all Wednesday fans. But yeah. uh, my first players I remember was probably Willie Henderson and Tommy Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both Henderson, signed from the, Scottish teams. Actually. The ex uh, Rangers player, Rangers course, winger, winger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was fantastic. Little fat round lad on the wing who was apparently blind he couldn't see so that's why he stayed close to the line because <laughs> that, that was his they showed him where he was on the pit honest to god I've heard him talk about that are you sure it's not because he was drunk there is of course with uh, Jimmy Johnston uh, yeah, the, apart there's a, there's a great um, a, a sort of history of the rotund yeah, but extremely yeah. talented Scottish winger you, you've got um, John Robertson of course yeah, Jim Forrest, Baxter yeah, yeah. Willie mm, Henderson yeah. yeah you know it's it's it's, it's, a, it's an observation Phenomenal. But they only got so many caps between, like, because they were both brilliant. Yeah. They only got, they didn't get as many caps as you think they do, Johnston and Henderson. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 absolutely. And then, of course, we go through to, you know, kind of your age group, you know, that, that, that Hurst and, and I suppose Chapman to some extent. But we, yeah, before oh, the that, fly, the flying deck chair. <laughs> the before deck chair, that, yeah. we had Howard Wilkinson in the early 80s after Jack Charlton brought us back from the abyss. Hmm. So there was players like when Mike Lyons, Mike Lyons, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, I mean, Everton fans yeah. love him but Wednesday fans love him as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Mike Lyons was just colossal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, there was a period, wasn't there, when the players you're talking about, Sheridan and Hurst, yeah. uh, when uh, there was a big rivalry between Sheffield Wednesday and Oldham, when, when they were kind of neck and neck at the top of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. what was the second division and still always will be in my head, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to go up at the t- uh, in 91. There was a great game at Hillsborough that I know that you were at and I was at as well yeah. with our friend uh, Panda, who we know. Um, I used to go with Panda and his dad, who would leave ten minutes from the end, as I yeah. <laughs> inexplicably. But uh, where actually Sheridan scored two penalties, two, two penalties yeah. for Sheffield Wednesday, and we were two nil up, I think, and uh, but ha- but had been hanging on right from the start. Oh, we battered you though, that yeah, day. Absolutely, battered and, you. And John Holworth made some colossal saves, and it was going out off. 
players' asses. Yeah. And, stuff. and Sheffield Wednesday should have won by like five or six. But we were 2 0 up. Nick Henry scored a tap in. And did Paul Warhurst score that day for you? Because no, we signed him from you, didn't we, Paul we did, Warris, Yeah, yeah. Warhurst was playing right back. He was so quick. Quick, Paul yeah, yeah. And he, I think he crossed the book for Henry's goal. And then the second goal was David Curry. And. and he hardly ever scored a goal for Is that us. the one who played for Barnsley? Yes. yes. With the long yeah. black hair? Yes. And he was one of, he was one of two players who, yeah. one of two players that Joe Royal bought after they'd had a really good game against us. Yeah. And Curry just won the game for Barnsley against us. And then next thing we know, you know, before transfer windows, you know, Joe Royal had bought him. Paul Molden was the other. Had a really good game for Bournemouth. Man scored a load of goals for Man City, didn't yeah, he? he kid. Well, didn't he win? He was he yeah. was like the the youngest um, keepy uppy champion in the world yeah, or some yeah, such yeah, bloody yeah. shit. But um, yeah, he bought Molden and he never really did it. But Curry on the on this one occasion, Curry was clean through on the keeper, went round the keeper and put it in. And his nickname at Oldham was based on him having been one on one with I think Peter Schmeichel in a game at United, and had and had just pulled out in case you thought he was going to get cleaned out just pulled out and they called him chicken curry <laughs> and it stuck and there was a picture on the fanzine there was a chicken with curry's head you know yeah. <laughs> oh man but yeah it was a great game and then there was the at the end of that season last game of the last season last game of the season um, where we were, uh, we were winning 2-0 I think yes the other way it was the other, other way, way around, around yeah. other way around and again Sheridan for Sheffield Wednesday was like the key black because we won with a penalty in, the, in injury time to win the to league to win the league from West the, Ham yeah, when the trophy was at West Ham and yeah. had been engraved with West Ham's name. <laughs> oh, always pleasing. And they, and, they were, always pleasing. and they were waiting to receive yeah, it. Yeah. But Sheridan pulled down Andy Barlow in the area for that last penalty. So Sheridan was like a key uh, a key Figure. antagonist yeah. for, for Oldham. And then he came to Oldham and uh, made it, made a home for himself there. And of course, of course Sheridan times. scored the penalty against Man United in the famous uh, game when they, when they beat Wednesday with the two Steve Bruce headers. Sheridan oh, yes, had no, scored no, the yes. penalty in that game, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's a son of... Salford or Stretford, isn't he? He's yeah, all yeah, Man United. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and his brother, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Darren Sheridan, who also one. played for Oldham. Darren Sheridan, good player. They Did played he? at the same time. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I think we're going to have to sort of kind of wrap it up there, Tommy, and get let you get back to your beach volleyball and baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say, if uh, when so you you say you that you're out there seven months a year, nine months. Normally about six. So which six months are you Usually back? June to November. Okay, so if you want to burgle a house in Toronto, uh, you're going to be looking... <laughs> now is the time. You want to be looking for a Sheffield Wednesday... <laughs> towel. <laughs> towel. Hanging off the front balcony. <laughs> Tommy, thank you so much. You've been a great guest. Thanks That's for having wonderful. me. Thanks for having me. Just to say to any of our listeners, we're trying to do a correspondent special, which I don't know, sounds like something to do with a divorce trial in the 1920s. Okay. Um, but if you go to Sloping Pitch on Twitter, you can put your questions in then and we'll try and, and do some sort of um, uh, you know sort of uh, uh, what, what do, what do MPs sort of, have well some sort of post bag yeah a post bag yes. <laughs> I'm very pleased to receive a letter here from <laughs> that, uh, that sort of thing uh, but that's us for this week thank you so much Tommy Craig thank you good luck to Sheffield Wednesday going to Lincoln Saturday right. excellent <laughs> and Carlisle for the Latics yes yes indeed <laughs> bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.